Welcome to the Proletarian Contrarian, the leftist podcast dedicated to the reevaluation of all your favorite crappy films. I'm Nick. I'm Lewis. And we have a very special guest with uh, here with us today, don't we, Lewis? We do indeed. We have our good friend Salomo with us today. Hello, Salomo. Hi there. Good to be here. All right, we're off to a great start here. This is, this is good. This is good. This is our best start ever. Um, Salomo, um, film guy. Uh, you know, he, film, he knows the stuff. Film cinephile, ex ex film nerd, film nerd. Kind of have a hateful relationship to movies, but they're very much yeah entrenched in how I have been conditioned. And this was Salomo's pick, this movie that we're going to be discussing today. Um, what a pick! Thank you, Salomo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'll leave I'll leave it to you to to introduce the movie to announce the movie. Oh me. Yes. Yeah, you. Uh, uh, should I should I say why I picked it, or do we talk about that later? You could do. We'll just we say it, both. and then we can. Oh, okay. yeah. Say the say the title, and then we can go into it. Okay. The film is Team America: World Police. Fuck yeah. Um, America, fuck yeah. Yeah. Exa- yeah exactly. More specifically. Uh, so I like I have an idea of why you picked this, but um, I want to I want to hear you elaborate. <laughs> um, I. Uh, for a lot of reasons. I mean, I think I, I've been I've been like watching movies that I watched as a kid, like around that age, um, mm. movies that I had written off or called, sort of thought were pathetic that I had loved at the time, and um, you know my views got more Eurocentric after that, turning more towards the art house shit. And then I think, I lately I've been going back and revisiting them, and every time I watch them, it's always just so fascinating to see like the role they played in like just development of like a personhood. Um, it's always interesting. It's always complicated. It's never as simple as you think. And I think, you know, I'm especially thinking about male conditioning and this sort of like shocking humor um, and how that, you know, what that humor means, how it carries over into like an ideology and how you see the world. And I think this movie epitomizes that in a lot of ways um it was a movie i was incredibly excited about as a kid i was so it was one of those movies that i was just so hyped for i think the execution just fascinated me um and you know i obviously adored south park and matt Stone and trey parker and i think i think uh i remember being so let down by it like it was it didn't live up to like the hype internally at all but like as a piece of like pop culture it's just so bizarre and so layered and i think it's just a perfect thing to like unpack and it's very like loud and brash but i still think you know on the, that's on the surface there's always more to say beyond that with a work like this sure um yeah it's interesting that like even at the time it didn't it didn't it, you didn't like it that's pretty surprising because i i was thinking like i when Lewis said that this was the movie you wanted to do, I was thinking back and like, I remember, I don't, I don't think I saw it in theaters, but I remember liking it and like, you know, it came out in 2004. I was, I was 14, 15. Um, I probably saw it the next year at least. I, I, yeah, like I thought it was like super like, yeah, this is like insightful and this, this is peeling, peeling back the layers. This is, like, <laughs> this is it, man. <laughs> and I, I, one of my most cogent memories is laughing way too hard 
at a, at a girl at a party who was referencing it. I was like, ah, I love it too. Like, yeah, that's that was my favorite movie this year. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's incredible. Okay, so both of you have seen this before. I actually just thought Salomo had has been this no, was a rewatch okay. for only him. So this was a rewatch for you as well. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I had not seen this film. I had not seen it in theaters. I that was somewhat of a South Park fan and by this point I would say 14 13 14 is finally when I was able to kind of watch South Park. I think I had a TV in my room by then so my parents didn't monitor everything I was doing. Um but I definitely, yeah, if, if this came out in 2014, what month in 2014? Uh, you know, I would have been 14. I would have been able to see this in theaters by myself, but I wouldn't have been able to drive to it. So my parents would probably not have driven me to see this movie. Um, I'm sure they would have heard some of, you know, the the chatter around this film with, the you know, the, the, the stimulated uh, or simulated sex scene between puppets and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've not seen that. I saw this film yesterday for the first time. Thank you, Salomo. Awesome. Thank you so much yes. <laughs> for making me watch this. <laughs> I mean, the, the movie, the South Park movie came out in 99. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, um, so they had some clout, like, and that was a big success. I remember it was, I loved that. I was, I was so, yeah, enamored with that one. I also saw that much later. I saw that one when I was like maybe 20 or something like it was it took a long time for me to see that film uh, i saw that younger. i still haven't seen it. i saw that before team america i would say damn did you see it in theaters no no i saw it at a friend's birthday party like yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. yeah amazing that, yeah we saw oh but then i saw team america with my dad i had to convince him to take me and uh did you do that nick did you go with the parent no 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 i i borrowed someone's like dvd and watch in my room okay, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah yeah kind of thing yeah 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 i was about to say because there's um, no way you could have probably convinced either of your parents no my, par- my parents wouldn't yeah. like it my parents would not like it um but yeah the, the south park movie that that was a big box office success it made 83 million against 21 million budget um not so for team america the the budget was 32 i guess it was like a moderate success the budget was thirty-two million. It made fifty-one million back. Yeah, that's pretty abysmal, um, though. I mean, for you know, yeah. a, a Paramount Pictures film, like I'm sure they were not happy about that. And then they even told the, the Parker and Stone, like, this will not make money. No one wants to see marionettes, and they were right. For once, the studio was right. <laughs> well, it is, yeah, and it is. Uh, it is a weird execution when you watch this movie. Like, it doesn't. It would have been so much better if, like, they had actually, like, injected some real emotion, like, into the stiffness and, like, it could have been, like, a really fascinating thing. But instead, like, it's like, oh, this is awkward or, like, sort of, like, hamming up the shittiness of the marionettes, I thought actually made the jokes worse. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, Like, with the fight scenes, like, the kung fu stuff, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. This you can see them also just like cackling to that and thinking they're so funny and like it's yes, nice. oh for sure. Yeah. I I got I got the same feeling from the music because yes. um it's 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 like Parker and Stone doing the music and like especially the way they sing, it's like we're doing a voice. Yeah, yeah. And yes, every really, song, every song. really do. Yeah, it's yeah. It, it it's very like dad rock like parody humor. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and it's also sarcastic. Yeah, it's a little too like wink, wink, and this is funny, right? Like it doesn't, right. yep. it doesn't let it, the joke like sell itself. It's very like it makes sure I don't know. Like even the voices of the the tough guy, like voice, you know, it's in South Park too. Like it's just extremely on the nose, and you're like, I don't know. It just feels like a kid 
fucking around and it doesn't it just wish it elevated to something else in the yeah. persona well, or the performance i think their problem especially like this even this stage of south park and this stage of just where they are in general and what they make after this like with the with the book of mormon like i think they just always think yeah. they're the smartest people in the room like yes, and that like yes. literally everybody yeah. else is fucking idiotic um yep. but it's i it's not to say the opposite is true. Like, I don't think they're the dumbest people in the rooms, but they're clearly, it is a, there is a Dunning-Kruger effect happening here. Definitely. With these what's guys. A, what's a Dunning-Kruger effect? Dunning-Kruger where like you, th- you think, if you think you're really smart, you're actually really dumb. And if you think you're really dumb, you're actually really smart. Oh yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the, there's like an inverse correlation between yeah. competence and perceived confidence. Yeah. Um, competence. Um, but yeah, no. And, and that, that's kind of one of the things that's bothered me about South Park. The longer South Park has gone on, because South Park is definitely into Simpsons Family Guy territory of like, this should have ended a decade ago. Oh, it, for it, sure. It's just it's 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 a cultural zombie that's still going on, and it, it still has like a l- pretty wide fan base and a pretty devoted fan base. I think because um, I I know like ComedyCentral.com they air all the episodes for free. You just got to watch ads, um, and and like they would do that for they they've done that for every ep- for every seasons like of the show's existence as long as they've had a website i think um but south park has like so simpsons is like a joke now like everyone i don't even know anyone that watches simpsons anymore but people regard it as like the pretty universally as this should have died a decade ago uh family guy for as popular as it was like around the same time as this movie it it didn't have the respect like the respect south park seemed to get um because south park has like this this veneer it's like oh it's dumb it's like shit and and pp humor but it's also like they get at the real issues yeah, right at, and, at and the I, I think that's pretty per- shocking in a good way yeah yeah no, no i i agree like the earlier seasons of south park definitely feel more legitimately subversive than anything probably around the time of this movie or after yeah yeah it's fair but my, my i guess my my main point is like south park and and Trey Parker and Matt Stone specifically, they they still have that perception, um, in a lot of online spaces at least. Like, they they've remained true to their like satirist satirist mindset, and like they're they're more respectable than the than the Simpsons people or the Family Guy people. Right, yeah, right, and I think right. it's probably because it's been them for so long, right? You know, with 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 Simpsons, obviously yeah. the creative team has changed a lot, and. I mean, I don't know anything. Is Family Guy even on the air anymore? Like, I, I know, like, the I Cleveland show, so. I think, and, like, you know, American Dad, I think, are, but I don't know shit about Family Guy right now. Let's do some live-action research. <laughs> but, you know, like, they, they've Parker and Stone have always been involved with South Park. Like, there's never been an yep. episode, like, that they didn't, like, have something to do with. I'm sure they have a writer's room, but they're still, like, executive yeah, producers. Which is um, what I was going to – I was going to talk about the writer's room – I, I thought of while watching Team America, Vernon Chapman, is that his name? He He's in the writer's room and he was thanked at, in Team America and he did um, Wonder Shows. And, yeah. and, oh, uh, shit. Oh, yeah. shit. And like Wonder Shows is just a masterpiece. And I think it really uh, uses yeah. the puppeteering elements to question and be subversive in like a much more like genuine and like raw way that like i think embraces kind of structural fucked up shit as well as like the chaos of just like on the street things um in a way that's like i think much more effective and just timeless than than the other stuff than like matt Tony trey parker at least these days 
Yeah. I mean, you 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 would never see an episode of South Park do anything close to what like Wonder shows did in the episode where they like, they go back in time to like the antebellum South. Uh, and there's like a, a like a cyborg overseer and like there's just and and the songs in that show I, I just like I don't know they're just they're just off the fucking wall you know like they're they're not even making fun of anything they're making fun of or they're they're satirizing you know obviously like you know systems of oppression in America but they're not like for instance they're not like a satir a satire of like a certain kind of song or something like the way these South Park songs are, you know, like they're, these are like songs that are making fun of like all the, the songs that came after 9-11 or something like that. Um, like the Wonderstone songs are just fucking wild. Like the song about like white people or, or the song oh. about like slaves building the pyramids, you know, like it's just, it's such a different vibe. Um, right. Hey, but it's also, I think in Wonderstone and maybe it's the, the whimsical, like lightheartedness that is very consistent and covering like a lot of the crazy shit they're actually talking about was again south park's like wink and a nod yeah sort of bleeding into each other like cuts cuts the effectiveness down mm-hmm. exactly and i think that just the contempt that you can feel from parker and stone right like yeah. obviously the wonder shows and guys like yeah like they definitely hate these systems of repression but like they're not going to go up to like when the little girl does the 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 kids on the street the beat kids thing and she's you know interviewing the Wall Street guys like right. there's there's a contempt there for Wall Street but it's not in the same way that Parker and Stone do it where like these guys are getting like frothing seething mad you know when they're thinking about liberals you know it, per se in this film um, it's just like yeah we the, the Wonder Shows and guys are like we hate you. Um, but we're going to have fun with this. Whereas the Parker and Stone, like, I don't, I just feel like they never have fun in their lives. I feel like they're like these deeply depressed, like awful people. I, there, I get that energy too, but like also in that documentary, Six Days to Broadcast, um, I, they play with Star Wars Legos in their audiences. <laughs> like, <laughs> I remember seeing that. So I, I don't know. Like, I, but you I do, but I, I do some think way- though in that, in that documentary though, like you do, sorry, I cut you off. Continue, continue. No, 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 no! Please, please, you're the, you're the guest. Uh, I mean, I, I just think like in in that I watched that documentary too, and I think what was interesting with that was how insular like their lives seemed, where it's like just the, the office yeah. industry grind, like constantly like turning out these things, and like I think like if that's your lifestyle for like decades, like the world just gets more and more myopic, and like mm. it's yeah. you, know, you sort of lose that that. I guess sensitivity or that like again like that relatability to like just how things function and maybe the 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 sort of like precision of like the commentary like loses its edge through that process right yeah and you you even see that reflected in south park because like they towards like the later seasons they started to do like more self-referential shit like they would reference past episodes like um the whole episode when they did like the superhero parodies a big part of that i remember was like you find out, oh, Kenny has superpowers, but his superpowers, he's born, he's reborn every time he dies. And it's, it's like mining its own mythology as opposed to like doing new, a new subject for every episode. Like it seemed, like it seemed to do at least in the earlier seasons. That's interesting. Um, I really know nothing about like modern day South Park. Like I, I just, 
yeah, you know, yeah. I don't really see much written about it anymore. Like every once in a while, I used to see like an article here and there. Like I just, I just know it exists, and I know that like people still like it. Once in a while on Twitter, you still see people say like, you know, what, Health Park's actually good, and I'm just like, okay, right. cool, like, good for you for thinking that. I guess keeping keeping that in existence for some reason, but yeah, it it's still going on. I I I searched earlier. Uh, Family Guy is still going on. There's an upcoming season. Damn, apparently crazy. Yeah. Um, How is that at all still Park. relevant? That show, like Jesus Christ. I, I mean, the, the same thing with The Simpsons. The Simpsons yeah. has been going on even long. It's, it's like my age, which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, South Park. I, I know they had like a TV length movie um, for this year because of COVID, and it was all about COVID and shit. But they didn't really like release a season. Oh, okay, interesting. Um, but the, yeah, but it's still going, which is weird and. I guess we should talk about like Trey Parker and Mets. Uh, we we have been, but like, <gasps> fuck. We should talk about their politics. Fucking shit! Hold on, I just spilled some coffee. Get <laughs> Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuck. Give me a second. What would you do if you were asked to give up your dreams for freedom? What would you do if asked to make the ultimate sacrifice? Would you think about all them people who gave up everything they had? Would you think about all them warriors and would you start to feel bad? Freedom isn't free. It calls folks like you. Okay, I guess I can. I'll pick it back up. Yeah, I think you were somewhere talking about something. Yeah, I got it. Uh, so yeah, with all that in mind, I guess it's time to discuss um, Trey Parker and Matt Stone's politics because uh, this movie definitely very much tied to this movie. Um, I know they they have kind of like a libertarian centrist streak, which is very apparent throughout all South Park and pretty much anything they make. Um, but as recently as 2018, according to Wikipedia, they they vocally identified as Republicans. Um, so that they move from libertarian kind of like Colorado, like I just want to smoke weed and, and have my gay friends around, but taxes are bad kind of libertarians. Um, yeah. In 2018, they were accepting an award from the people for the American way organization, uh, which sounds horrible and awful. Uh, yeah, it sounds like some reactionary organization, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they identify as Republicans during tr- the Trump administration no, I think, like, what does that tell you was it wasn't that group too like uh that group was like a liberal some liberal thing is it really is it uh, a liberal thing oh i think it's even better something. if they would have said that at a liberal thing too yeah, they did that they <laughs> yeah did that it's it, it yeah that's they incredible. did that it, it's a people for the american way is self-described liberal norman lear founded it who founded it to challenge the christian right agenda of the moral majority oh these are the people that uh do uh right wing watch oh really yeah damn so like at the right at the right wing watch organization they were just like we're actually they're like fuck it we're we're republicans can you handle that right so it's like you know what do you you take it at face value or is that tongue-in-cheek either way like i think they are like just republicans i mean the the politics of this film is just republicanism so yeah not the good republicans they they are like irish republicanism right and they're entirely yeah, yeah they're just they're super rich they've they've been rich for quite some time now yeah, and that's that's really apparent because this movie, um, essentially the political argument at the heart of this movie is that 
Bush was right to include North Korea in the axis of evil. Yeah. Because like the, the joke, like Kim Jong-il is the villain. Um, but the joke isn't that like, oh, isn't it ridiculous that like we conflate these disparate countries into one war on terror thing, like one war on terror entity. The joke is, oh, he's ridiculous, but he's still essentially connected to Iraq and Iran. Right, right. Yeah, he's like, he is actually a, a terrorist mastermind um, that uh, we should be paying more attention to, perhaps. It's, um, yeah, it's it just everything. I mean, the axis of evil that they created this film, you know, being uh, North Korea, Islamic terror, and like liberal Hollywood is is, is quite interesting. I mean, the, the pathology there uh, is is incredible well i think i think it's also saying um like in incorporating that as well as like we can make mistakes like as colonizers like with iraq um but like that's our job like we've got to protect the world and like you know we got to be the dick you got to be the dick to just keep things peaceful yeah yeah do we want to talk we should i guess the th- I think because this is the thesis of the film, we can we can say this now. Is there the thesis of this film has is told to us twice uh, via monologue. Uh, we hear it once from a a transient gentleman in a bar uh, tells the main character this little monologue, oh, yeah. and then the, the the character parrots parrots this back later. But it's about uh, assholes, dicks, and pussies, which you know, of course, very South Park fashion. The assholes being the terrorists, the dicks being, you know, America, and the pussies being, like, liberal Hollywood or anyone who is critical of the Iraq war, basically. Um, And that assholes, they want to shit on everything, so the terrorists want to blow everything up and cause all this, you know, pain and destruction. Uh, The dicks stop them, though, because dicks fuck assholes. Um, But they got to be dicks about it, of course, because that's how they keep the assholes in line. And then the pussies don't like um the the dicks because pussies also get fucked by assholes oh no by sorry by by, the pussies but yeah but the yes the pussies get shit up by assholes and get fucked (laughs) by dicks um and but my favorite part pussy is two inches away from the ass yes yes that was my favorite part that's that's only included in the second version of the monologue and that's yeah. like some weird horseshoe theory thing where or or I guess it's almost closer to like fish hook theory where like liberals and the right are this or it's Incels. like uh, it's, it's it's insane. It's it Yeah. Um I, I do have a quote here from Stone and Parker. They they gave a review, um or they gave an interview and, and the ending line is cops are dicks, you fucking hate cops, but you need them. Yes. Yeah, I that's re- the I salon that. interview. Yes. Yes. It's that's, very, that's in the middle of the salon interview. It's the, the salon interview is very elucidating. Like everybody should like yeah. Google it and, and read the we'll, salon. We'll link it. Yeah, we'll link it. It's it's fucking wild. Like they say that the Iraq war is not that dire and that like they have good <laughs> lives, so like the Michael Moores of the world should shut up. Like that is literally their like worldview. Michael Michael Moore has perhaps the most like the gratuitous death in this movie. I think uh, like it, no, it, no, no, no. They're all Janine Garofalo is just the most gratuitous. I That's yeah, yeah. I'm, Even like yeah, um, it's either maybe um Samuel Jackson when he his head gets split in half. Like that was that's a pretty graphic one. When I when I think of like death, I, I for the Michael Moore, I'm thinking like the whole lead up to it because like you get a little scene of him where he's like ketchup and mustard stains all yeah, over his shirt and yeah. he's like shoving food in his mouth and then he like runs into the base and he's like fuck you 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 cops like i'm 
I'm gonna blow myself up for like the glory of Allah, and then he he commits like ritual suicide with a yeah. with a bomb vest. I mean, they're all graphic. Th- like, like, yeah, they're all pretty. They're different levels of of, of gratuitous, but yeah, I, no, I mean, there's also a like certain importance. Yeah, yeah, no, that that's. <laughs> He 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 was coded like as proto Antifa because Antifa yeah. wasn't really in in the zeitgeist at that right. point. But like, Mike Michael Moore was that figure at that time. Yeah, right. he's an Antifa right. super soldier, like literally well, and, in this movie. Well, and it said on on IMDb, it said that they were mad at him because they were in Bowling for Columbine, and yeah. uh, they were mad at him for acting as though they did. Like he kind of played it like they animated that sequence right after them right and that pissed them off so they're like we got to get back at him yeah we're gonna show you we're gonna, we're gonna show, show you powerful elite michael moore <laughs> but michael moore, they, is, they michael like moore is manipulative too. as shit like he is he, oh he, he he is a total asshole yes as a person yeah yes yeah yes but like the, their their disdain of him is like so superficial level yeah it's, it's oh yeah i, no, I don't, 100%. I don't think, I mean, i'm just yeah. thinking like it's like typical hollywood like narcissist like have you ever read rivet head or heard of that book no uh no it's it's a book i don't know where this guy is from he's like a he worked in a factory uh and like he wrote these great articles about his experiences i think in detroit or no it might have been flint actually because that's how he knew michael moore and he talks about his relationship to michael moore like early on like when michael moore is getting huge and it's a great yeah sort of like Mm. sort of different look at like his personality and like how just like the tension between them was like a really, I just thought a really interesting look at, yeah, Michael Moore, you know, behind the scenes. Like when you see any filmmaker behind the scenes, yeah. like you learn all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Uh, that but one. it's not surprising. Um, I mean, look at all of his th- films. This... Like there there are half truths in like probably all of them, right? Like none, none of them are like your standard documentary that's actually trying to get at some kind of truth. Like he's, I don't know, like the way he, even in like Fahrenheit 9-11, like he, he basically just claims that like, Osama bin Laden was specifically trained by the CIA and it's like no it's not exactly true like the Mujahideen yes but like it's it's yeah. he does like those weird half truths throughout all of his oeuvre like um he got in a lot of trouble with his new one about like the climate change one he was getting oh, yeah, in a lot of trouble yes. for that, that one that one came in what because he sounded anti he sounded anti like Green New Deal in that yeah yeah and like Naomi Klein yeah. was was saying that like wait why are you saying this et cetera et cetera a lot of people were yeah. angry. Pla- planet of the humans. Yeah, planet of the humans. Like, I think it says a lot that he he's still really vocally pro Obama at the even at this year in like in this year. Oh, is he? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. He 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 still is. And the the guy that wrote that book you were talking about, Salmo, uh, Ben Hamper, who who wrote Rivet Head. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Ben Ben Hamper. His Wikipedia page is funny. He's standing outside of his house and he has his he's like fisting like a wasp nest. <laughs> This is like in his Wikipedia picture, or it look it looks like some kind of nest has shoved up there. Amazing, take that, Michael Moore. Uh, but you never done that before. Yeah, Michael. <laughs> he's um, also he's also getting old. You know, Michael Moore is just you know they all get old. They're yeah, the yeah, yeah. Get screwy and bad. It's just yeah, the nature yeah. of age. Yeah, he he's he's sixty six. Yeah. Damn, he's told- not even that old. <laughs> no he's not that old he's like yeah he's, he's old he's not that old i uh um, i sold him a ticket once at a movie theater i worked at <laughs> hell yeah oh hell, yeah hell yeah he was fine adam adam to the list yeah. uh, along with uh what's it? andrew garfield is andrew garfield. De- deborah yeah. granick uh what was the guy yep, who deborah granick yeah hell yeah what's that guy that filmmaker he's really good instrument he, oh he yeah, yeah 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 yep Je- uh jim cohen 
Yeah. Yes, Jem Cohen. Yep. I sold Jim Cohen a ticket. Yep. Dipper Granick was the best. Like she's the only one who like actually interacted with me. Uh, Andrew Garfield That's was cool. nice. Like he was nice. I actually had to refund his friend's ticket because he bought a ticket for his friend the night before, and then his friend bought a ticket day of. So we had to give him a refund. Nice. Hell yeah! yeah. Love love those little moments. Yeah. <laughs> those humanizing, yeah, it was, humanizing Hollywood he moments. Was, he was pretty, he like came up to my friend. And he was talking about like a book that he was reading. I can't remember what book it was. He was like, "Oh yeah, oh I think it was like a John Dos Passos book." He was like, "Yeah, I love John Dos Passos." <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so Nick, um, what were you gonna say about Riverhead? Were you gonna say more? No, that's it. Just I, I wanted to dr- name, mention the author, and it was funny that this picture he, he has the with the wasp nest. Yeah, Riverhead's a um, sick book. It's a great book about working at a factory. It's so hilarious and okay. insightful. Nice. So, you know, for our audience, if you get anything out of this episode, just uh, go go buy that book um, because anything else we're going to talk about is totally useless. <laughs> <laughs> um, God, sh- should we discuss? Should we briefly like recap the plot of this movie? Just yeah. for people who haven't seen it. I mean, it? yeah, we should probably talk about this movie as well. Yeah. yeah. I guess like to put it really succinctly, it functions as like superficially a parody of like gung-ho action movies. Um ostensibly deeper level. It it critiques it purports to critique America's like pattern of imperialism at the time. Um specifically focusing on the war on terror. Um and of course it's done with the fucking puppets and like you know the, the the puppet is like a cop team, and they they run around the world killing amorphously defined terrorists, um, doing lots of cr- collateral damage in the process. Uh, one of their members is killed, so they have to recruit Gary, who's an actor, to infiltrate the terrorist and to do brownface and to that was figure out like like yeah the brownface that was yeah. insane yeah that was that was fascinating. There's also some interesting anxieties about. Uh, the past stuff where he's like raped by well maybe we should cut this but raped by gorillas and then raped by the cats character is this like yes fear of sexual yes. violence yes uh this yeah. like sort of specter thing that is like sort of like torturing like this like white american mindset um and sort of driving them mad um which i think speaks to mm-hmm. broader anxieties of the psyche that like they only touch upon with like half jokes in those moments yeah yeah um and what what sam was talking about is one of the one of the random members of the of the team america cop team um hates the act the main character actor gary um so much and it's it's like take it's like played for laughs like i'm gonna fucking cut your dick off blah, 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 and like throughout the film he hates him and at the end of the movie we find out he he does this tearful confession to gary like um my family was was I, I no, I was gang raped by the cast of of Cats the musical. Yeah, they were tra- they were a traveling um, troupe coming to my town, <laughs> and then they raped me. And it's like, it's... oh, okay, that's probably this probably didn't have to be in here. There could have been like some other like I don't know less no, nonsensical, it, but it just it makes sense for the the South Park guys. Like this is of course it, yeah, the it's thing. entirely in keeping yeah. with with their ethos. Like it, it it's total makes sense. But um, but yeah, no, Selma, that that that's interesting because like. Even on the show South Park, like all the sex stuff, I know, like, like, I know, I know, like, you don't watch South Park for for taking things seriously, but like, all all of the other subject that they touch on, it's like, there's a serious side, but then there's also the jokey, this is ridiculous side. Like with sex, it's always 
to the best of my memory anyway with south park it's always like it's always just jokey yeah yeah it's jokey and it's always very grotesque right yeah i mean yes. rape is a big part of like the the, the south park world right yes. like i mean i i think there's like rape stuff in the the move the south park movie like there's I mean, there's a lot of like um, fear of gay people being like pedophiles and weird shit like that. Well, but but I actually Saddam do think, who- yeah, I think the Saddam gay uh, dynamic is actually pretty positive between the devil and Saddam. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I remember Saddam, that in the movie. S- 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 yeah. Saddam is the dominant, dominant like patriarchal wear the pants in a in a relationship with Satan. Yeah, yeah. in the movie. Yeah, in the, yeah, South Park, bigger, longer, and uncut yeah yeah that was pretty i was i mean i saw that so young but like i remembered how graphic that was and how like it was funny but still like very tender in its depictions of that i don't know i i don't want to be quoted on that on this fucking podcast but (laughs) just as a as a kid like thinking about that as watching as a kid to now i remembered like thinking that was nice that i was like uh, that was one of the few times where it was like gay sexuality wasn't I guess totally evil. Right. Uh, one 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 thing that South Park doesn't do well, and I remember this, um, is its treatments of trans people. Yeah, right. Because oh, yeah, like, yeah. The, the, there's an episode where the the joke is they show unedited uh, yes. GRS general reassignment surgery. Right. Yeah. And it's like that's just the joke. It's like, isn't yeah. this weird? Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm I'm not a woman. I'm yeah. I'm just a man with a fucked up penis. Right. Like, but then also like the that footage was like of a rhinoplasty, right? Like it wasn't even actually like footage of like a, I don't even know. a gender yeah. you know reassignment surgery. It was like it was like a rhinoplasty or something like that. Um, cause I, that's entirely in keeping with Republican kind of mindset, like contemporary Republican mindset, because like be, being gay is like no longer even it doesn't even register for a lot of people anymore as, as a thing. Yeah. But it's like whereas like the bathroom bill is like big. Transgender people are like the new battleground for, for yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah, no, they're they're. T- I mean, just they're terrible. Just all their politics are terrible. I mean, that's that's the one thing <laughs> I'm just gonna harp on here. Like, I watching this film, I was just like, this is the the most reactionary piece of art that I have seen in the last I don't know like 20 years. Like, I just it's like the most mainstream reactionary art is this film. So like to to get into kind of like the online South Park mindset like. I think what a lot of people how they see this movie is it it is critical of American foreign policy and they're wrong it, it is and they're just wrong. wrong. That's what I was gonna say. <laughs> no, no, they're they're wrong. They're wrong. Yes. Yeah, like what well, like what we discussed earlier. It's like this is a movie that like the CIA could have funded. Like this is a movie yes, that is perfect. They did. For I'm sure they did. Like yeah, like it's yeah. it's perfectly muddled. It's perfectly confused. Yes. It's like we do bad things, but like we have to. And then there's a great line in this movie that also really sums up the ideology later. It very close to the dick pussy asshole speech the second one where kim jong il says to the the blonde white woman she said or he says like oh you americans you're so like fucking delusional and insane and then she's like but we have to dream and it's like that like epitomizes like validating yes. this american mindset this like blind starry-eyed like perseverance that results in like total fucking destruction and like eradication yeah no, and that's what that they talk about in the Salon article. Like literally, they say like yeah. they talk about the the American dream and how much they actually just have to believe in it, otherwise, like their lives would be shit. Exactly. Um, well, what will become yeah. of me? That's like white fragility. It's like I'll like yes. fucking evaporate. Like yes. if I don't hold yep. fast onto this, like just like just uh, what would you call it? A pillar of white supremacist capitalist patriarchy. Yeah. 
I mean, and, and that's them. Like, that is Trey Parker and Matt Stone in a nutshell. The, the, this movie is anti-imperialist in the same way that, like, the the supposedly woke Marvel movies are anti-imperialist, like the Iron Man movies and some, like, the Captain America ones. It's like there there is this facile objection to m- mowing down, um, like, collateral damage, innocent bystanders. But, like, at the end of the day, like, was Iron Man really that wrong to like make his make his suit and like and, and save these people because like at least he gets something done? Right. It's, it's like right. this frustration with bureaucracy. Um, There's still good and evil, right? Pers- like good and evil still exists. Like that is like yes. their worldview yeah. here, and right. like evil good, needs good. to be punished by good. Clearly defined, right. good and evil still exist. You just have to cut through the bullshit to figure it out. Right. Like don't be a right. pussy. Like literally, that's just don't, just don't be a fag. Yeah. Right. The the what is it? The, Unlike uh, all the characters in the film. The, 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 <laughs> The f- what's it? the film be... actors guild that's what film yeah. actors guild film yeah, actors yeah. guild um and then it's called fag and then we see all these actors and then the, the the acronym fag in front of their or behind their names um yeah and this is the most juvenile part i think is like their hatred of like liberal hollywood it's like just so personal um and and, yeah. and, and, and it is like you are that level. you you like are like a rich right. person in your ivory tower like making your stupid media too right you you were saying this before we started recording Selma, but like the only reason South Park got off the ground in the first place was because they were friends with George Clooney. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. He 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 used his clout to like get this, like like get the whole project going. Yeah. He did the yeah. dog voice for like um, an episode where there's like a dog. Do you remember this? Yeah, like he, an he's early been on the show episode. A few times. Yeah, he's uh, he's yeah. reprised the role a few times now, but. Uh, yeah, no, they 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 wouldn't be there without these kind of connections. Um, and also like, it's just, it's just, it's like everybody else who watches Fox news or MSNBC or CNN. And they're just like, Oh, I'm tired of hearing from these people. Therefore, like, I'd like to mow them down with my AR 15, you know, like they, it's, they don't actually even care what they're saying. It's just like, Oh, I'm kind of like these, these people annoy me. Uh, so I'm going to make this movie where like, you know, I wish have this wish fulfillment of like gratuitously killing these liberal Hollywood elites, um, but it's like, listen, I don't. I also don't like liberal Hollywood elites, but like, I have a better criticism than like they're annoying. Well, I think yeah, and, and I think for them, like, like, and this reminds me of thinking of like Peter Thiel <laughs> shutting down Gawker. <laughs> it's like these like really rich people who are like, oh, like you know, this sucks, and then kind of like they're so rich, the world is their plaything, and like they yeah. can just like maneuver anything they want, and like. Yeah. The sort of ramifications are not understood at all. So it's like, in this sense, it's like media construction is just like playing with toys. And then, but the way the ideology seeps into the broader culture, like, is something they can't even comprehend. Like, in in terms of like their own role in doing that and how it gets to us and how it indoctrinates us across like a multitude of forms. Um, That's exactly what I was thinking about in regards to the, the inclusion of like North Korea and, and just like amorphously and non-specifically but still very sincerely lumping them in with middle eastern terrorism because like the the average the average comedy central bro in 2004 who gets 90 percent of his politics from comedy central is going to watch this movie never never read or watch the news or anything but just like the idea that oh yeah of course yeah iraq iran north like north korea like like that's that's who we're fighting right now that's just going to seep into his mind and it's just going to be taken. It's just not even going to be questioned or, or ever even thought about again, really. But like, it's still going to be there. 
good. I was surprised but. that Iran actually is not like in this movie. There is no representation of Iran, like of the Ayatollah or anything like that. But I I think the Middle Eastern scenes are like generic enough. Yeah. It just acts as a stand-in for Iraq and Iran yeah. together. That's yeah, der- derpa derpa stand, right? Isn't that what? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, that's both of yes. that. That is both of them. Together. I mean, it's it's not even yeah. worth commenting on how like offensive the, those portrayals are because it's just like, of course, it is at South Park. But like, and you're a fucking idiot if you do. It's just a joke, dude. Right. Yeah. That that's the thing. Like, you, the the response is like, oh well, they make fun of everybody. Right. They're equal opportunity offenders. Right. Yeah, like, exactly. We're gonna get. We're don't, gonna. Don't we're gonna look like such fucking pussies for this podcast right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true we are we are pussy. right pussy. like they pussy, win like that's dude. the reality like they, they win in the long run because like they have like you know just indoctrinated um like a whole you know they, they, even just something as simple as like hating matt damon like i feel like they created that you know like um and it was so it's lazy just, yeah it's so, so lazy like, yeah that was literally born out of i read that that the puppet looked retarded so they were like oh like let's like have him act retarded yeah that was it he, he does a pokemon thing yeah he says his name like he's a pokemon yeah <laughs> it's just because they and thought the, there, you weird. the word retarded i'm just paraphrasing them i'm not you, you oh yeah no they, we, they you're fine you're fine they you're use fine. that word like i'm sure they still use that in their show like without yeah. censoring it of course they again even in the show they, they they do the thing where like they have um timmy and jimmy who are who are right. uh, <laughs> men- mentally and physically mentally disabled and physically, yeah yeah, yeah. But like the the response is like, oh well, they have friends. They're they're normal. They participate in the friend group. Like people like them. But it's like that that, that it doesn't work like that in real life. Right. Like it's not like you can't you can't like throw that out there yeah. as as like this character defense. Well, you're entering um, you're entering in that comment into like Borat, David Chappelle territory or early David Chappelle, yeah. where it's like. Is satire anti-Semitic, like black guy making fun of black people, like there are like elements of black culture, like in the way, yeah. There's a critique. Well, no, these these people, these ones are actually at least coming from people like of these various minority groups, but right. they, but the the ramifications are still similar. Where it's like, it just white culture takes it and and just adopts it as like fodder to inform like their shitty views on minority groups generally like from Borat like I had I had people making those anti-Semitic jokes at me like after that film I had people like throwing Shit. money yes. at me like I was a cockroach you know like here and there Jesus um, yeah, yeah. I, and famously it's why you know Chappelle gave up doing comedy for so long because he exactly. would just like see after a show like these white you know frat bros just like taking everything you know at face value that he was saying in his comedy like the, the the episode that I think aired much later where like he does like the stereotypes of like the, the, the stereotype fairies where there's like a fairy on your shoulder that like does a stereotype of whatever minority you are. And like he hated that sure. one. He didn't want it to air. I think that aired later when he kind of gave up doing the show. Um, but it, he saw like a cameraman laughing at it in, in, a, in a different way than he intended. And he was like, oh, fuck, like I fucked up here. Like this is this is, you know, this is giving them like this ammunition um and like a, a pass almost to just like be fucking awful right and, and i think the other thing with that is the the way um i mean satire like the truly successful satire like the gold mine of satire is when the left and the right or like anyone can like laugh at it they either laugh at it because i think they're better than who it's making fun of yeah. or they're like haha that's true and like that's like when you that's when you're in hollywood 
Like that's the only way that can function. And that's why South Park is so and successful. That, yeah. Yeah. That, that, that is probably the most cogent, like common criticism of South Park that I see. It's, is that it's like radically centrist. It's like the, it essentially pushes, it essentially argues like a horseshoe theory. Um, at the end of the day, like there were, there was that, uh, that election episode, I forget what election it was. I, th I think it was for Obama, Romney, or Obama, McCain. It was like, you have two choices, um, a giant turd or a douche sandwich. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, or I, a, a giant a, a turd a, sandwich, a turd sandwich and a or a giant, giant douche. douche. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, we get it. Like, you you, you think they're both... And I mean, th th God, this this gets so freaking frustrating because, like, we... I know, I know Lewis and I know Samuel, like, we have our own disagreements and criticisms of, like, electoral politics in this country as it exists. So, like we don't completely disagree with them. It's just for like in the exact opposite way of what they're saying. But like what they are saying is like, there is no difference between Republicans or Democrats at the end of the day. And for them, there isn't, there really isn't right. like, like who they, who they are and like where they, what, like, like their class interests. Well, are right. At least. Yeah. Right. Like any, any decision that like either party will make will probably benefit them. Um, yeah. So yeah. like, they don't care. Like, why would they care? Like, th like they say in the salon article, like they have good lives. The people around them have good lives and they want to be happy about that. They want to show joy and they don't want to feel guilty about having good lives. And it's like, Oh, other Ooh. people have bad ones. I don't care about that. I just want to care about my mm -hmm. good life. Like they literally say these words in that salon article. I think, um, another very telling thing is at the end of the movie, like the climax where they have the showdown in kim jong-il's like his his stadium and they have all the world leaders there uh bush and cheney pointedly are, are not, not there. there um and and that would be such a slam dunk like in 2004 to do like a parody of bush but to not have it in a movie that touches on politics and like world leaders in that way it it, it seems like a deliberate omission yeah no they it said was. they said it would be too didn't they say too political or too much of a focus yeah, they, they um, said that they saw, like, Bush bashing. They said, like, oh, if you want to see Bush bashing, bashing, you can go, like, 10 feet outside your door or something like that. Those were their words. So they didn't want to be obvious about it. But, like, I don't know. I still, like, just, it, it, it doesn't, I don't okay, have to yeah, harp on it. But obviously, like, all this stuff is, like, the most obvious politics. Like, this stuff was all mainstream, like, right-wing politics. Like, you could turn on Fox News and hear everything that was said, like, in this movie, more or less. Um. Anwar Brett of the BBC asked the following question during the interview. For all the targets he chose to take pot shots at, he said, George W. Bush isn't one of them. How come? Matt Stomer replied, if you want to see Bush bashing in America, you only have to walk about 10 feet and find it. Trey and I are always attracted to what other people aren't doing. Frankly, that wasn't the movie we wanted to make. So it's just like... I well, and, and they tried to make just, a show, That's My Bush, that got canceled. Oh, yeah, that's right. They did? Yeah, yeah. Fuck. Yep. Yes. Yeah, maybe. that's my. Bush. It was like right before this too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe they thought that was a bad business decision. This looks ridiculous. It, it's a live action Bush satire, yeah. played by an actor called Timothy Bottoms. Amazing. Yeah, this is weird. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. It's it it just it's just so weird to me because like the war on terror. Yeah, it, it continued into Obama and like it, it's still going on in some ways today. But like it was it was so wrapped up in the Bush administration, like to do even a relatively toothless criticism, like in the way that the movie does, but without mentioning 
Like, 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 without even having like a dumb fucking like puppet of Bush. Yeah. Like, or, or, or like a president. Cheney like, with his hand no... up Bush's ass, making right. him do a puppet. Like, that would be so easy. There's like, nothing like that. Yeah. Yeah. That that I think that says a lot of what they were trying to do, which is like this. Because even to like the the Comedy Central guy who just gets all his like politics and awareness and media consumption from Comedy Central, like Bush was still a target and like a thing to laugh at at the time. Yeah. Oh yeah. For yeah. One hundred percent. He was everywhere. Everyone was saying, "Oh, he's so mm-hmm. dumb." Ha ha ha. Like dumb. Yeah, he's a monkey. Fascist. Right. Yeah. It's it's uh yeah. It's just very telling. Like I just I don't know. I, it, this this film was infuriating. I I just don't, I I have to be honest with like I just I watched yeah. this film and there's a lot of moments where I was just like I I can't even pay attention to this movie like the fact that these guys like have just been given carte blanche like left and right um you know able to do a Broadway musical able to make this film um and 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 still like continue to make South Park is just an, an infuriating reality um well and and the thing about that too I, yeah I, when you watch it it's impressive like they're that they're given the ability to do this and i think the other thing is like the effort the sheer effort that goes into this whole construction is kind of like like it makes you in a sense like puts you in a state of shock you're like damn because then i read about the working hours for this movie it was yeah. seven seven days a week yep. 17 hour days until yep. three days before it premiered right and absolute insanity that's yeah yeah, I mean that's what they do. We mentioned the documentary Six Days to Air. It's in in I I know like in that in that doc they they make a they get a lot of mileage out of saying like this is what allows us to stay so current and this is what allows us to like be the first on the scene essentially to get the scoop to be the first one who like right. Justin Bieber does something embarrassing so of course we're gonna be the ones to leap on it and do it the same week that it happens. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, but but uh, I think Matt Stone or Trey Parker, I don't remember fucking which one, but one of them said like this was the worst period of their life making this film, um, because of because the, of the because of the hours, like because of the crunch, and because like it was unsuccessful. I mean, like fifty two million on a thirty one budget is pretty is pretty bad, like especially off the yeah. high of the the South Park movie. Um, well, and, and I think to think that they're I, they're going into a space where they they don't know puppeteering, so like the learning right. curve, yeah, you know, mixed with all of this other shit seems just so overwhelming. I think they thought it would be easier at first. No, nah, I don't know, but there was a thing where I think they were really shocked by the technical elements. Yeah, yeah. It I I get the sense that they thought like we can we can get in touch with actual puppeteers and that and, and they know their shit, so like we can just do the jokes and we can do the directing, right. But they really they chose to do 100% puppets like there's very little like, you know, uh, CGI effects or anything like that. Like it's um, and just like the interaction with like real life people and like animals. So there's like the scene with the cats. There's a scene with the actual like sharks. And uh, there's just there's some crazy stuff in there where it's like it is some it's impressive. Like you look at it and it's like this is impressive. Like the people put a lot of work into this movie but yeah, like so for elaborate. what yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like like yeah. for for this like for this movie they put so much effort into this thing but that's yeah, hollywood in general I mean, right i mean like it's 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 not even worth like just like singling out this movie right like you just like think of all the millions spent on like the prince of persia movie right it's like so much care when well, is that still uh 
Yeah, it always does. I think I think I think this movie is worth singling out if only cuz like it has it has the South Park reputation, the undeserved reputation of of being an, like an under, like a truth-telling underdog, right. like willing to willing to go against the grain, like willing to offend those who need offending. Uh, but it ultimately doesn't. And yeah. it the, the that sentiment is encapsulated in this movie. Yeah. And even just like right. their even just like their parodying of action movie cliches i thought was like toothless as well like the montage song like i couldn't believe that so lazy the pearl harbor it's like like cinema sins shit yeah it it, it's it's self-plagiarism because they had the skiing episode where like stan learns to ski and they they do oh yeah yeah that's right it's the exact same thing yeah it's it is i don't know it's just i overall it's like it's an incredibly lazy film that. Which is weird, yeah. It's this funny mix of like high effort, like in uh, on like insane effort and like laziness. Not well thought. Yeah, I, I imagine, but like I want to like interview like the puppeteers or like just I any know. of the craftspeople who put effort into this movie, and like then they like imagine like opening night and they're like, oh my god, this is what we put together. Like, I mean, I, I can sh- see them being pretty impressed on a technical level. I'm sure they will. On a technical yeah, level, yeah, it's yeah. amazing. Like I, I honestly like I do. I'm watching some of the shit, and like I think also like they have just a great cinematographer with Bill Pope. I mean, he's like one of my Bill favorite Pope. cinematographers. Um, and he not that he did much at all in this movie. Like it, I don't know. Like how like how much was there for him to he, do? He makes this film oh, look there's, good. There's like plenty. there's some stuff, especially with like um, the way he films, like the the like when they just have like the aircrafts or like their. Um, when especially when they're going for like the really yeah. cheesy looking like action movie stuff, like he does a really good job of lighting it and making it look sure. impressive. Um, sure. Th- in a way, like it doesn't deserve to be. Like I, I don't know. It's incredibly <laughs> polished visually. In incredibly that polished visually. Yeah. I mean, you know, and even like seeing the wires, like that adds to the film too. Like I don't know. It's just. If it was a different movie, well, that's, part, that's part of the joke for sure. That's that's part of the attempted joke for sure. Right, and it like I, I actually think that part works. Like I think that joke is kind of funny sometimes. Um, yeah, yeah, and but, it's cool. I mean, it's cool how it calls attention. Like that's a good constant element of like the form being present. Yeah, but uh, you know, it's just I don't know. There's also like random little subtle jokes that. Like like in the opening scene when they're in France, like the cobblestones are all like they're shaped like croissants. Yes, on the yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's like like little like little shit like that. It's like th- this is funny, but I very inconsistently applied. Like I can't really think of another thing where it's like that level, like like the environment and it just like like a, th- a throwaway thing that the attention isn't called to it. Yeah, um, I think in when they're in North Korea at one point, like there's a giant statue, and I think it's actually a person. Um, as opposed oh, to like yeah, a marionette, okay. and I thought that okay. was pretty good. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, you know, it's one of those films. Like maybe if you watch it again, you'd get some details. But like, why would you want to watch it again? Like, I have no For interest your in watching that you make with your friends. Uh, <laughs> fifteen years well, after yeah. it comes, <laughs> it's you have to watch it in in fifteen year increments. Like that's the only that's yeah. the only way it's watchable because uh, you've yeah. you've forgotten enough of it. Um, I think uh, and and just to jump way back to your point about the the salon article it's like we want to enjoy our lives um if that was salon i feel like that's just like a rich person id like that like yeah. they embody that where it's like yeah. that that's like what everybody's thinking that's what everybody wants and they're just like fuck it like we'll just say it but like it really 
speaks to kind of where the compass lies in constructing this stuff. Right. As it always but, does, you know, it's always a given like you're to, to assume otherwise is, is naive. Right. But they think that subversive is the thing. They think that sentiment by like, you know, allowing yourself to feel joy and being happy about your, you know, your, your circumstances, that that is subversive because they listen to the liberal media, which, you know, says, I, which again, doesn't even say like, you should feel guilty about these things, but they, they interpret it that way. Right. Like it's, it's all these interpretations of what they think like the liberal media is telling them, right? Like, Oh, don't like consume less, you know, that kind of uh, sentiment maybe, or something yeah. about climate change. Like I, I think one of the, uh, does Alec Baldwin die like right after he says the word like climate change, he like starts saying some pablum and then like they, they murder him in that moment. Um, yes, yeah. Well, I, I know they're, I mean, again, keeping with kind of like contemporary Republicanism, they had that whole episode uh, where Al Gore was against man, bear, pig, right? Because the joke was he, he made it up like he's making up climate right. change. Right. Yes. Um, and, and to their dubious credit, they, they walked it back later and they're like, Oh yeah, this is real. But it's like, yeah, you say that now. You say that in 2019. Like, uh, how good job for for cor- like self correcting there. But like, but that that man bear pig shit was like very important. It was back when Al Gore was doing his doing his inconvenient truth thing. So it was yeah. like as early as like a, as little as like I don't know, 10, 12 years ago. Right. And to be to be against climate change 10, 12 years ago, it it it. I mean, to be for to. To believe in climate change at all is like ideological, but to be against it is ideological in a way that they probably don't recognize or didn't recognize. Yeah. Well, no, they just wanted people to stop telling them like to drive their car, right? Like they just were like, oh, well, I like driving my car and you're telling me I can't drive my car and like that I have like three cars. So which is like, like you to shut up about that. That like that just fits in so well with like the way the pandemic, how the pandemic just works with like the american mindset where it's like everything is so myopic and small and about these like personal freedoms there's no sense of like things beyond you you're just like what you need and what you want and like that's like what it all comes down to everything's filtered through that um and it's incredibly uh i mean it's just terrifying yeah no i you're right it's 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 entirely relevant for like today and i think like that's why this film like still like i don't know like if people watched it today they'd still think it's like smart and and interesting because people do it's it's a it's a cult classic yeah for sure. because is like it, our, i, I our, have not heard of it since i brought it up to you i was like damn this movie is like kind of insane but it's never come up but it has i guess i like but people on twitter kind of like our age maybe a little maybe a little younger maybe a little older like i i think it's still held in high high esteem yeah, I Is think it like so conquers people... bad fur day. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's 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 actually really good. That's actually <laughs> don't don't besmirch conquer on this podcast, please. That's, <laughs> that's being we're cutting that one out. You can't do that. It's gonna be redacted. Redact that shit. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm, maybe I'm overestimating its esteem, but like I I just. I know like on on left online spaces yeah a, a lot of people do dislike south park for for being like aggressively centrist but I, I i think there's a portion of people who still like like south park for the comedy but also like oh yeah it's like it's like a smart comedy 
Right. Yeah. It, it, again, it's just that squishy space that they inhabit, right? Where like it's it's they're not saying anything overt or at least like most people don't you know interpret these things as like oh they're overtly supporting this or they're overtly you know criticizing this they're just like they're just doing what they do they're just you know they're speaking their mind and to them they're just like well we're just offensive people so we're just doing things that offend people so you know it's not on you it's not on us what we're saying it's on you and your interpretation um so and that's that's how they've they've glided by all these years like just by um on the you know the interpretation of of their show not on like any of you know the the innate qualities of their show brilliant deflections done- you don't have to stand for shit right <laughs> yeah. really don't yeah. they, they've done what they've done a f- they've done a few different movies i know they did like and this was back more in the 90s because yeah. they they kind of they kind of transitioned into like broadway shit now yeah but they they have Cannibal the musical. Right. They had Orgasmo. Mm-hmm. They had base, basketball. basketball. Oh yep. yeah. And those, I mean, those have like they probably have some ideology in them. But for the most part, they're just like you know, gross out humor, stoner, you know, yeah. comedies. Um, Cannibal the musical is more like just a, a straight up like Stephen Soundheim, you know, uh, musical. Um, because one of them like went to music school or something i think like they all they they always write their own music yeah i know um book of mormon started in 2011 it's still going strong right um yeah not adjusted adjusted for for covid um and they have they put out two south park video games in 2014 and 2017 one of them was like fairly successful too uh south park the stick of truth yeah no, the N six four one was not, but I think the most recent one, the Stick of Truth, yeah, was like fairly successful. People liked it, and I, and I think they were more involved with like the, with the writing and production of Stick of Truth and Fractured Butthole, um, much more so than they were, <laughs> <laughs> much more than they were, much more than they were with the N sixty four one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, these guys have staying power, right? Like, I don't know. It's such a simple premise. It's just, it's like, it's just always going to be around until they die. What, South Park? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like The Simpsons, it's just like this, you're able to evoke an entire, like, world through an environment. I mean, I I think that as a concept is just phenomenal. Yeah. Like, you can, you can just look at society, like, from so many different angles through a group of people collectively it's really nice in that way yeah as a as a construct i don't as I don't a construct right not yeah, like yeah in, in the practice of in the these, messaging uh, yeah <laughs> yeah because yeah. i think the simpsons the simpsons is much better and i think their critiques are actually surprisingly nuanced and they've got a lot of them especially in the older works of yeah. like nuclear family Wait. and power dynamics with the uh, right workplace of, of which show the simpsons, the simpsons. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I, I guess is there anything else you want to say about Team America World Police or like the whole South Park mentality in general? Um, it feels like we we're pretty, pretty. Incel. Like, what's the, let's talk about the incel connection to South Park as well as the Trump connection to South Park as an idea. Oh yeah. Ooh. I feel like yeah, incels. Uh, this is like their bread and butter. I imagine most incels fucking love South Park. And then the Trump thing, I still, I don't know. I don't know. Cause I, I'm sure they make fun of Trump. Like I obviously will never watch a, a modern South Park episode, but 
I can also see them like being like, eh, we don't like him because it's hard to probably satirize him as well. You know, like it's probably really lame satire if they even try. Yeah, but but I do think they... definitely, but I do think his humor Trump's whole approach and the appeal of Trump yeah. is similar to the yes. appeal of South Park. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I think there's definitely yeah, a no, that, that yeah. Okay, th- this is fucking insane. <laughs> um, so they. Parker and Stone have a web series that they put out using the deepfake technology to do Trump jokes um, called Sassy Sassy Justice. Oh my god! Um, Jesus and a Christ. a co a co producer co creator of that show, in addition to Parker and Stone, is Peter Sarinefowitz, who did the voice of Darth. Oh Maul. really? That's hilarious. Yep. And he did. He's another voice acting. Yeah. Yeah political satire heavy quotes like stuff. yeah yeah he's he's british um, i think right he's um yeah yeah he is he was in a few episodes of parks and rec and he's in like the sean he's in sean of the dead i think he's like their roommate who becomes a zombie oh, right. yeah he he's all over the place yeah. he's done a lot of like small things like that but but yeah salamo the the idea of like i'm joking and like I have a point beneath it, but if you point it out, that can be spun into a joke. I I think that that like seamlessly transitions from South Park into into like manga shit. Right, right. Um, he he's the meme president. Like the 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 joke on 4chan was like that we we memed a president into existence. Right. Like what have we done? Right. But like that that's also a a, a joke. And too. so many of the terrible things he said. Like sometimes he walks back. He's like, I was joking about that, folks. Folks, the bleach. Yeah. I was joking about the bleach. Like I didn't, yeah. I didn't, I just heard that someone said bleach, and I was like, "This is funny." I'll talk yeah, no, about this on television. Oh yeah, he's brilliantly evasive, and I think I think uh, Lauren Berlant talks about this. Uh, she's a theorist, does affect theory, um, but she she talks about like the comedian and like comedy, and she talks about Trump, and there's some some blog posts for us. There's like workplace abuse, and like Trump, and how comedy is used to exert like control over things and the sort of like the sort of like opaqueness of it where it's like unclear whether it's serious or not is intentional to you know dominate um and i think and that slipperiness is like very key and i think south park operates in that space really nicely where it's like you can like make fun of this thing but it's like not this thing and it's, it's 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 also evasive it's like able to maneuver itself it's constructed so it can maneuver out of out of the way like no matter like how you try and pin it a lot of um a lot of contemporary uh youtube and like twitch streamer culture has that same evasiveness it's like yeah. it that these these like lefty ostensibly lefty but like often like centrists like youtube or people and streamers like they they are as they are as sincere or or as ironic as necessary for that moment when they're making like a point, but they can just pivot things and they can they can be as jokey as as the context needs. Um, and I, I yeah I, I think like the the South Park to to this like streaming culture pipeline is like a thing. I, I think the the slipperiness is is like a good way to put yeah. it. I think it's more of a gradient than a pipeline, right? Like I, I don't, I don't want to be like, oh, this thing caused that, but like it's, it's yeah, like, no, yeah, right, it, it's, it's right. a, it's a very like gradual yeah. gradient where like here's, here's a part of this culture, you know, that it's very, very American, right? Like this is just kind of 
this is it's not new it's not like south park created this but like it is it is part of that gradient and we're seeing like somewhat more of the extremes especially because like you know now it's the fucking president right um and it's such a you know a, a wide berth of like you know these white supremacists like gangs who who also like buy into this kind of you know um way of being so um but yeah it's south park's part of it like it's in there it's in there somewhere is this and to circle is, back is this sorry is this also troll humor oh yeah for sure yeah it's definitely yeah in there. um yeah like shit posting trolling memeing um but there's so much brilliant like meme shit at the same time oh yeah yes of course yeah like, it's it's a re- it's redeemable because like it's just so, it's just so much variety like it's not all i, I guess the co- fucking toxic like these guys the common thread i'm seeing is like the, the and, and it kind of ties into the brilliance here like the common thread with like meme shit and south park shit is like it's as contextually sincere as necessary to make a point but then it can snap back to being ironic to make a joke within the same point right right it's very mobile yeah mm-hmm. i don't get how that how it's so mobile uh memes are separate or i i or both in general i guess to describe that that mobility with a meme which is like a still with text on it how does that snap back i guess meme the fu- the fucking thing is like meme has so many meanings depending on who's saying it i i'm i'm kind of thinking like with people who there, 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 there's like this cottage industry, like this virgin cottage industry of like centrist or, or liberal leaning like streamers who who engage in like debates. Like they say, hey, oh, anyone who wants to come on my stream and debate, and like they they talk about issues or what the fuck ever, like politics, like whether you should vote or Trump, whether you should participate in electoralism, stuff like that. Um, and like the the term memeing can just mean like, oh, we're just joking around. Like, yeah, of course, we'll argue whether or not, like, incest is okay, because it's just like a, it, it, we're just memeing to see, like, who, who can, like, enter into the, like, the realm of debate and, like, defend their ideas. The devil's advocates, they'll, they'll call... the hatred of the devil's advocates. Yes. Yeah. But go on, go on, sorry. No, but, I mean, th- that's it. It's just, like, that's all to say, like, the, the, the term memeing is just really... The, the the fucking word itself is slippery it, it, it can mean whatever you want it to because like it, it it it's like the term hipster it just like it doesn't mean anything it just it just it it tells more about who's using it than it does like what they're describing right especially now um so team america world police um yeah don't one one quick thing i, I do i do want to circle back to one other thing that Salma said that the insult thing oh yeah yeah um I'll, yeah a, a lot of like the broad-based generalized resentment is why it's so appealing to incels, I think. Mm, um, yeah. That makes sense. Th- this, this like, kind of, like, there are some specific things you can pin down, but it's also, like, this decontextualized resentment of, uh, of like, life around you that, it that, like, general mass of resentment eventually, like, outweighs any specific, any specific, like, grievances you have with, oh, I can't get girls. Right. It, it, it becomes, like, it becomes greater than that. And I know more specifically too, like they, I don't know, I'm sure if they've ever done an incel episode, but like kind of before, like right as we were starting to like pay more attention to incel stuff, I know they did like, like PC police episodes. Like there was like several of them. They were like a big arc for one whole like season of South Park. Um, 
so like i don't know just yeah no i i know what you're talking about i i just i haven't i haven't seen no me neither but i remember like i don't know some people who shall not be named who i know and might be related to like were talking to me about like the the, literally i think a whole season is about like these pc police at like a, a local college or something um and uh yeah i mean like that that just plays so well into like an incel mindset sure I don't know. I'm done. I'm done talking about this. I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah, no, that's that's Team America. Well, please fuck this movie. Fuck uh, Trey Parker and Matt Stone. They're terrible people. Okay. Um, worker of note. Uh, the only worker of note I want to highlight is uh, Catherine Pittman, who is an uncredited cat trainer. There were two black cats who were supposed to be panthers in this movie, and uh, they were delightful. And uh, it must be t- hard to ca- train a cat. I know from experience. So kudos, <laughs> Catherine Pittman. Yeah, that, that part was legitimately cute and funny. Just like, oh, we're gonna kill them with feed them to panthers, but they're they're little kitty cats. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That was that was cute. And, uh, shout uh, out to my boy Bill Pope. I already, I, we already talked about Bill Pope, but he is really one of my my favorite cinematographers. If there is a, a favorite of mine, I just I always enjoy his work. Um, mm-hmm. And he he made this a watchable film just on an aesthetic level um yeah and i mean i guess the puppetry was good but like it, to what to what end yeah, kind yeah. Of i mean kudos episode. to the people who did the puppetry like it's it is it is good so I, there's a bunch yeah. of you we're not gonna name you all but thank you i guess <laughs> yeah i love puppetry uh, i, I always want puppetry bro- to exist in this world i think you know puppets are much more interesting than cgi so um we can run through our broke woke bespoke recommendations um my broke recommendation i guess is for any any like millennials who still have lingering fun any lefty millennials who like still have fun memories of south park like it really didn't age as well as you think it did like not that you should watch this not that you should waste time watching <laughs> this movie but this this movie very very succinctly kind of gets at all the problems as, as we perceive them of like south park past and present watch wonder yeah. shows oh, yeah. instead yes yes yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Definitely. So, and I, actually, let's tie that into our woke and bespoke. Uh, their recommend those recommendations are going to be the same, and they are if you're fans of puppetry, watch this movie. But that's that's the woke recommendation. Is just pu- puppetry fans watch this. Bespoke recommendation is watch Wonder Shows in- instead. Um, yeah, because it, it is a much more cutting uh, satire on yeah, basically like structures of oppression in in America. Um, and the puppets are way more interesting also, and it's way more avant-garde too. like the last episode is literally this blue iguana puppet called Terrence just going up to people and asking them to make good TV. Um, and it's just wild. Like the things people say to this puppet is just fucking wild. Also, this is a little bit of a lateral recommendation, but like boondocks as well, which is another comedy yeah. central, um, mainstay and which is coming back. Oh, that's right. Uh, I know. Yeah. Read the comic. They, they had the first three. Read the comic. The comic is good yes. too. I mean, yeah, comics. Yeah, yeah, comics better. Um, but the so the first three seasons were made with Aaron Magruder. He was not present for the fourth season, which is part of why it sucks so much. But then they're doing two more seasons now. They're in development with Magruder involved yeah. again. So like, who knows? I just, I, I just, I worry that it's gonna suck. Like anything that is like yeah. bringing back yeah. an old property 
in in the you know post 2016 post Trump like, post Trump yeah. just is gonna suck. Like I'm sure like even Animaniacs like I'm sure that sucks. Like I'm just no I'm just Animaniacs. Sure. I've, 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 heard that, I've heard that's dog shit. Animaniacs is it good? Is funny. The good funny. the new one you watched it? Yes. The new I one really that, so. okay okay. I'm wrong. You guys, you guys might hate on it, but I, I found it, yeah, I found it silly and entertaining and really spastic. Okay. Yeah. No. That's um, our other recommendation then. Watch the new anime. Self-aware. <laughs> the politics are like surprisingly like up to date. It's really yeah. okay. Yeah. The other thing that will kill Boondocks the next seasons is John Witherspoon passed away, so that he can't do Granddad's voice oh, anymore, and that's like yeah, yeah. It's like one of the one of the three main characters. Uh, it seems pretty foundational, right. but who knows? It could it could be good. Yeah. Well, let's hope it is. I mean, I, I like to be proven wrong. It's it's better than being proven right. So that's why we've been friends for so long. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> On that note, all right. Well, this <laughs> this was really good, um, Salma. Thank you very much for doing this. This was a good recommendation for episode ninety nine. Um, you guys, you you were great. Thank you. We've we've always had good guests, but um, you were you raised the bar, I think. And Woo! Yes, thank you for joining us, uh, friend who shall not be named. Uh, thank you. Uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll we'll get you back for another episode. We could we could do Borat too, maybe. Oh my god! Oh my god. Yeah, right, right. I th- Have you seen I it? I turned that off after like twenty minutes. Really? I watched the whole okay, thing. I, I it's fine. It. It's not very good. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. I I. All right, I'm gonna stop recording. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah bye. Oh, man.